It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network is your host, Brady Trent. What is up, Thunder fans? Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, your host and your man for all things Oklahoma City Thunder. And for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be so locked on Thunder that Chris Paul will hand deliver you a tailor-made suit right to your door. If you don't know who I am, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 the franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.9 in Tulsa. And following the Memphis game last night, I wasn't able to be in the locker room to ask everybody about the suits. I was on the post-game show with Chisholm Holland, which is now up as the OKC82 podcast, which is my other Thunder podcast that you're more than welcome to go subscribe to, listen to, give it a try. Uh, The post-game reaction show is available now. I believe it's the episode titled 27. Chisholm Holland also does the OKC82 podcast with us Wednesdays for our weekly show. And I mainly do that podcast with my partner, Madison Morris, also of 107.7 The Franchise. You can find all my other Thunder stuff there at thefranchiseok.com. And then the best way to get all my columns, thoughts, podcast links, whatever I put out there is to simply follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. And please feel free to shoot me a DM, shoot me a question, uh, anything that's on your mind Thunderwise. If you want me to answer it on this podcast, please feel free to ask me there and I'll do my best to answer. And thank you everybody for listening to the last podcast that we did Wednesday, the crossover segment that we were able to do with ESPN's Royce Young. Always fun to talk to Royce. He's been so incredible to me in my young career doing this. He's always been supportive. He's always been a phone call, a text message away. Can't thank Royce Young enough for what he's been able to do for me. Jumping on the podcast is just another cool thing that he's willing to do to help me out. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, please do so. Go back in your podcast feeds, listen to the crossover segment on Wednesday with Royce Young. It was a great conversation. It's Thursday. I'll go ahead and say this right off the bat. We typically do Throwback Thursdays where we go back and thunder history and relive some fun moments. But frankly, I'm uber busy. I'm recording this podcast. I just got back to my apartment after the game uh, where the Thunder defeated the Memphis Grizzlies 126 to 122 in thrilling fashion because the Thunder don't know any life other than thrilling. I've got a plethora of things I've got to do Thursday. In addition to going to the Thunder's practice, they'll have they'll hold practice availability Thursday morning around 1245 or so. But in for Friday night's game in Oklahoma City against the Phoenix Suns. I'm actually freelancing for my old hometown newspaper, the Norman Transcript. So I've actually got to do a few extra things. And so I wanted to get this podcast out of the way and up for you guys so you didn't have to basically wait for me uh, because tomorrow is going to be crazy. Friday night's going to be crazy. Saturday's going to be crazy. Sunday night's going to be crazy because Paul George is coming to town. And then next week is, of course, Christmas. Everybody's excited. I also have to do a few radio duties that week. I'm going to be doing the morning show Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 530 in the morning until nine. So forgive me. I'm going to try. I'm trying to get this out as quickly as possible. So there it is. We're going to talk a lot about the Memphis game, of course. We're going to talk a little, maybe relive a little bit of the Chicago game and how they kind of connect together the two wins. Preview a little bit of the Phoenix Suns and the importance of that game coming forward. So let's get right down to it. The Thunder come back 
from 24 points down at one point in the second half to defeat the Memphis Grizzlies 126-122. to 122. They did it again, everybody. They were down 26 Monday night against the Chicago Bulls. That deficit, I believe, came in the first half. The Thunder clawed back the entire second half. Were able to beat the Bulls that night thanks to an incredible performance by Chris Paul, especially in the fourth quarter where he was 5-6 from the three-point line. Tonight, it was pretty much more of a team effort. The Thunder were down by as many as 15, I believe. It was, or it was forgive my math, I suck at math. The Thunder were down 98-82 to 82 with about a minute 38 left in the third quarter. And at that point, it's just looking like, yep, this they just don't have it this time. They came back. They, they won a game they probably should have lost. Now karma's kind of coming back to bite them against the Grizzlies. Brandon Clark is having a fantastic game. John Morant looks like the rookie of the year that he's been hyped up to be and certainly has played like the rookie of the year. He was, John Morant's incredible. I was so glad he was able to play. I was so glad I was able to see him play for at least the first three quarters before I went to go do radio postgame duties. I was glad I got to see him in person. But at that point, minute 38 left with that lead. Well, the Thunder decided, well, let's outscore the Memphis Grizzlies 44-24 to the rest of the way. It was an incredible showing on both ends of the floor, and it was a balanced attack. You have Dennis Schroeder, 31 points off the bench, who's basically done a lot of what he's been doing over the last three or four weeks or so, just leading the Thunder and scoring seemingly every night. And I believe over that span of the last month, he's led the Thunder in scoring average-wise. You have that output, 10 of 19 from the floor, 10 of 11 from the free throw line, and uh, it never fails. I think a podcast or two ago, I complained about Dennis Schroeder's lack of getting to the free throw line. 11 free throws tonight, and he really helped ice the game with clutch free throw shooting. Then you add that to Chris Paul, 18 points, 6 of 10 from the field. Not the walking inferno that he was at the end of that Chicago game. And even still, a minus 18 plus minuses are so silly. Why do we even do them? Sometimes they make sense, sometimes they don't. But I really thought Chris Paul manufactured this game really well, especially at the end when it became apparent that the Grizzlies were just going to say, okay, well, Chris, we'll give you the lane. We'll give you the uh, the area of the free throw line anywhere from 15 into 13 feet. And unfortunately for that, they were running Brandon Clark at the five, which that actually excites me for the future. I'm excited to see some Brandon Clark small ball five. Like I'm down for that. But at this point, Chris Paul is going to eviscerate that that matchup. And you just give Chris Paul a little bit of space, 15 to 12 feet. That's an easy bucket right there. Chris Paul hit two or three shots late in that third and throughout the fourth quarter in that same fashion. Shea Gills Alexander, and I talked about this on the OKC82 podcast, which was the post-game show following the game Wednesday night. This is a game, this is an example of Shea Gildas Alexander that I've wanted to see this entire season. Now, people are going to point to, okay, how many points is he scoring in fourth, the fourth quarter? What is he doing in winning time with the ball in his hands? And that that's important. I'm not saying that, that's not, that you're incorrect. But I've wanted to see something where he makes plays not necessarily with the ball in his hands because that time is going to come. And right now, Chris Paul is the best player on this team in terms of the leadership, in terms of the experience. Now, Dennis Schroeder is leading them in scoring, but Chris Paul you know, is a better player, I believe, than Dennis Schroeder. So that time will come for Shea, and it might come sprinkled here and there this season. But what can you do when Chris has the ball, when Chris is going to be taking big shots, when Dennis Schroeder is going to be having the ball and taking big shots? Do something on defense. Shea Gildas-Alexander finished with two steals and two blocks. Two of those, his two steals and that one block came 
in the fourth quarter, and they were all huge. He blocked a wide-open corner, or what was a wide-open corner look for Solomon Hill. He blocked that shot. Uh, two steals, one of which came with about a minute left, and the Thunder absolutely needed a stop at the time. I believe they were up two uh, with a minute left, and Shea Gilles-Alexander jumps a pass right in front of Ja Morant, gets the steal, runs the floor, finishes at the rim, and really helped put the game away, but Memphis was able to score once again, and then it was eventually iced by Dennis Schroeder. So this was the example of a game that I wanted to see out of Shea Gilles-Alexander. I'm excited that he finally got a chance to showcase that he can make plays, not necessarily just by hitting shots or getting to the foul line or getting to the rim. That's what superstars do in winning time, yes. Shea's not there yet, but this was a good building block game for him, I believe, and if we get a chance to talk to him, uh, tomorrow or today, technically, when you're listening to this podcast, if I've already had a chance to talk to him, hopefully we get a chance to talk to him because I'll ask him just about that and I'll probably play some audio for you guys on Friday for that podcast. Steven Adams, 13 points, 10 rebounds, another good double-double performance for him. He's just looking more and more every single game. Like we're, It's getting kind of tiresome to say, say this. It's just more good Steven Adams. That's not a bad thing. But really the story for Steven Adams, and we'll get to this a little bit later in the pod, the suit could not believe it. Could not believe Steven Adams wore a suit to a game. There's a story behind it, of course, but I mean the hat, the hair, the suit, the fact that he was wearing shoes and not flip-flops in winter, incredible sight. And it led into an incredible night of basketball for Oklahoma City, to be honest. Danilo Gallinari, 20 points, 7 of 15 shooting, 3 of 7 from the three-point line, three rebounds, three assists. This was kind of a more return-to-form game for Danilo Gallinari, in my opinion. I know the I know against the Bulls, I can't remember exactly what his stat line was. He had some he he scored some points, wasn't uber efficient, and it was just a slow progressing build from the Sacramento loss last week. Danilo wasn't very efficient. The Denver loss on the on the road on Saturday, Danilo was awful. He was one of thirteen. Chicago, he kind of came back up to where we've seen him this year. Still wasn't quite there. I thought tonight was a good return to form game for him. He hit some big threes. Helped keep the Thunder's deficit from going from 24 to possibly 26, 28, 30 points. I don't know if the Thunder are good enough to come back from a 30-point deficit, but who knows. But Danilo Gallinari hit some big shots tonight. Hey, everybody uses Spotify, so I'm sure you do. And if you are a Spotify listener, use Spotify Rap to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and Locked On Thunder. Or you can even tag me too at Brady Does Sports if you fancy that on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And with the win over the Grizzlies, in addition to the win against the Bulls, the Thunder are the first team in, in the last 20 years in the NBA to come back from back-to-back 24-point or more deficits. Incredible. And it's definitely not sustainable. I'm sure the Thunder would rather just play a little bit better to start these games in the middle of these games so they don't have to be in a position to have to do all that stuff in order to come back. I mean, that's very reminiscent of how Russell Westbrook-led teams would go. I mean, isn't it? If I feel like we... I feel like 
a lot of these games with Russell Westbrook, especially last season, the Thunder would come out incredibly flat, shoot themselves out of a game pretty much early on, and then the third quarter would happen and the Thunder would explode back thanks to Russell Westbrook's energy, thanks to Paul George's shot-making ability, and then the token awesomeness of either Dennis Schroeder, Terrence Ferguson hitting some shots, Stephen Adams gets a few more opportunities than they <laughs> than he was accustomed to. Um, but, you know, it just really speaks to the, and I don't want to sound corny, but it's really true, and you can see it in just minor stuff that may not matter, but these things matter. The leadership of this team is incredibly strong, and that goes from Billy Donovan to Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, Dennis Schroeder, Danilo Gallinari. The leadership on this team is incredibly strong, and I, and again, this, made, this probably does not matter. If you are just an NBA fan, you're not a Thunder fan, and you found your way onto the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, by the way, if you found yourself over here and you're going to hear me say, like, Chris Paul got suits, Taylor made suits for the entire team. That means this team likes each other. That means that Chris Paul's a good leader. You're probably going to roll your eyes. But in addition to that, as well as the entire situation of this season where the second Chris Paul was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder, there were already reports, rumors, and assumptions swirling all over the place that, yeah, Chris Paul's going to be somewhere else. He's going to go to the Miami Heat. He's not playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chris Paul doesn't want to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Why would he want to do that? He's 34, 35 years old. He wants to contend for championships. The Thunder are not a championship team anymore. Why would he want to go to Oklahoma City of all places to go play with a bunch of scrubs, rookies, second-year players, right? Isn't that what we all kind of assumed, or at least a good number of us? Chris Paul has taken this situation this season and taken it by the horns. He has done everything in his power to make this the absolute best situation possible. And guess what? Not only has he made it a positive situation for guys like Shea Gildas Alexander, Darius Baisley, Hamadou Diallo, Terrence Ferguson, the young guys on this team, he's made it a positive environment for them to not only just play basketball, but to develop, to succeed, to learn from their mistakes to have a guy in Chris Paul that they they don't have to be afraid of or be intimidated by to go up to him and say, like, what, are, what do I need to do in this situation? How do I come off screens in this fashion? Chris Paul has done such a great job instilling that type of learning, developing culture with this team. In addition to the Thunder winning games, they're the seventh seed in the Western Conference right now. And they have a very good chance if the roster stays intact. And that's a completely other conversation that Royce and I talked about. So go ahead and go back to the Wednesday episode if you want to hear us talk about what happens at the Thunder trade. These guys, if this roster stays intact, they're going to be fighting teams like Phoenix, who they play tomorrow night in Oklahoma City. Sacramento, who they lost to last week. Minnesota, who they beat miraculously two weeks ago. And then Portland, who they've lost to twice, but beat most recently on that back to first night of the back-to-back on their, their last road trip, they're going to be fighting teams like that. Now, Portland probably has the most cohesive talent, and if they can figure something out, they're probably going to sneak into the playoffs. But if you're going to be fighting Phoenix, Minnesota, for that final spot, and you're Oklahoma City, and you have Chris Paul, you have Danilo Gallinari, again, this is assuming this roster stays intact, and you have all this young talent, and hopefully no injuries occur, You've got yourself a playoff team, and guess what? That is thanks to Chris Paul. You cannot be a bad team and have Chris Paul on your team. He is simply too good. He is simply too methodical in the half court. He makes players around him better. He elevates their games. And we're almost 30 games into the season, everybody, and it's 
it should be apparent. Like none of this should be a revelation to you unless you're, like I said, an outside NBA fan that hasn't paid that much attention to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're now getting to a point where I have pretty strict expectations for the Thunder. They play the Phoenix Suns on Friday. I don't think that that's a gimme game by any means because these are two teams that are relatively in the same spot in the league. Now, of course, Phoenix started off incredibly hot and then has since cooled down. So we're going to see just how how much stock we should have we should have put at the start of the season. And then also Devin Booker, I just checked on basketballreference.com during the post-game show last night. Devin Booker is listed as day-to-day. He didn't play Tuesday night against the Clippers, so that'll be interesting to see if he's able to go in Oklahoma City tomorrow night. But this can all be traced back to Chris Paul, and of course Billy Donovan as well. Billy Donovan's played a huge role in the leadership of this team. Uh, but with Chris, you've got the on-court leadership, you've got the leadership in the on the practice floor. But again, it just comes down to his attitude and the 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 event that Royce and I were kind of giggling about at the beginning of the crossover segment on Wednesday, uh, the Chris Paul foundation that he did with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, his attitude, his his desire to just help teach kids like simple lessons like he could like Royce said, he could have easily just said, here's a hundred dollar gift card. Everybody go have fun. He wanted to teach them basic budgeting lessons and not only can you buy stuff for yourself but you have to buy something for somebody else he's taken this entire Oklahoma City situation which he could have tanked himself which he could have just been a complete utter unprofessional if he wanted to and nobody and you know what probably a lot of national people wouldn't put it by him I mean nobody nobody cares about Andre Iguodala not wanting to play for the Memphis Grizzlies because they understand he is a certain type of player. He has reached a status that not a lot of players have been able to reach. So he's afforded the ability to say, I don't want to play for this team. I want to go somewhere else. So like, I don't, I don't mean to ramble about Chris Paul, but again, it's just been an incredible evolution in this early part of the year. And like I said, we're almost 30 games into the year, and I'm starting to put expectations on this team if this roster stays intact and everybody stays healthy. You look at... You look at games throughout, you know, leading into a week, if the Thunder play three or four games, okay, they play this team, they play that team. The Thunder should beat that team, and if they don't, it'll be disappointing. Up until about the last two weeks, I have had zero expectations going to any other game except for maybe like the Lakers. It's like, okay, they're not going to win that game. They're not going to beat the Clippers. Well, guess what? They almost beat those teams, and you don't get trophies for almost doing anything. This is professional sports. This is the NBA. It's all about winning but according to expectation, I'm sorry. Like I got to tip my hat to Chris Paul. Got to tip my hat to Billy Donovan and the way that this team has been able to subtly improve game to game, week to week, and still find ways to win when they, they have every reason to just say, you know what, it's just not our night. They still come to play. And as a fan of basketball, they are a fun team to cover and a fun team to watch. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And the Thunder are in action 
again tomorrow night, Friday night, in Oklahoma City against the Phoenix Suns, a team that they are battling for playoff positioning right now. If that is what you care about, playoff positioning, it's still early in the year. But like I just said, Thunder, they're kind of a fun team, and I wouldn't mind seeing them in the playoffs. But again, you might have a completely different opinion than me, and that's that is more than fine. Phoenix Suns, to say that they're an interesting team would put it lightly. I think a lot of people were frankly surprised, like, wow, beginning of the year, the Phoenix Suns start off 5-2, and two, wins against the Philadelphia 76ers, Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors, LA Clippers even, and their first win of the year, first game of the year, came against Sacramento. Their losses at the time were to on the road to the Denver Nuggets and then at home to the Utah Jazz. 5-2, and two. hey, are things finally starting to click for the Phoenix Suns organization? Is Devin Booker finally going to be able to play meaningful basketball on a winning team that could potentially make the playoffs? Well, that fifth win came November 4th, 2019. That fifth win came on November 4th. Their next game was against the Miami Heat, currently the second best team in the Eastern Conference, I might add. On November 7th, they lost that game. They won their next game against Brooklyn. And then they went on to only win five of their next 18 games. Coming into the game tomorrow night, the, the Suns are riding a four-game losing streak. They've lost to Memphis, San Antonio, Portland, and then on the road to the L.A. Clippers. Seems like that 5-2 and two start was fool's gold. I thought so at the time. I had actually had a friend that would keep texting me. It seemed like after every other win, are the Phoenix Suns for real? And I just kept saying, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. So far, it's my thoughts have proven to be pretty correct. But Oklahoma City has started off these last few games fairly slowly. I mean, even going back to the Denver game where they lost, they started that game off awful. Denver had a 16-2 lead to start the game. And then everybody knows how the Chicago game started. Memphis game kind of got out of hand in the middle of the game in the second quarter. And I don't know how many times they can come back from starting off so slow. The last thing you want to do is be the team that the Phoenix Suns kind of figure everything out and bounce back and start playing good basketball again. How the Thunder can do that is by helping them by starting off the game slowly. You want to see a better start to this game tomorrow night. Like I said, Phoenix is riding a four-game losing streak. I don't think that that, they're that good. Devin Booker is a maybe at this point. I don't know if he'll play. Even if he doesn't play, they're still an NBA team. You're the better team if you're Oklahoma City. You're playing at home. You've got a big game on Sunday against the Clippers and Paul George. Probably not Kawhi Leonard, but I am going to cross my fingers and hope that he plays. So jump out on the Suns early and sustain that. The Thunder have shown that they can sustain leads fairly well unless they go into the locker room with a lead and then the third quarter woes start to happen. Don't know if I've been able to say this for the last four or five seasons, but big game, Thunder Suns. Can't wait. (laughs) Playoff positioning, important. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And again, apologies for no throwback Thursday. I don't know if anybody really likes that segment just yet, but if you do, apologies. Hopefully you can return next week. But like I said at the beginning of the show, I were pre-recording this following the Memphis win on Wednesday night, and I've got practice to look forward to tomorrow. I've got to do some pre-writing, got to do some writing for thefranchiseok.com. I'm probably writing about Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I've had some, I've wanted to criticize him over the last few weeks for just some little things here and there. And then every time I'm thinking like, all right, here it comes. He then just explodes and has a great game. So I need to start patting him on the back. And I felt the need to write about it. So that'll be going up on the franchise. Okay.com. And then Friday, 
against the Sun when the Thunder play the Suns, I will be freelancing for the Norman transcript. So I have some deadline duties. So I wanted to get this done and up for everybody's listening pleasure so I can focus on some other things throughout the day. Uh, apologies, but we will still return Friday and then all next week during Christmas. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Until Friday, I'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.